Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Unbreakable Vow. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus or send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And we have Wizard Team merch. Head over to our website to step up your nerd, fashion, and stationery game. And if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, rate and review us on iTunes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deb, for nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Um, and now for Wizard Team news. I have a tan, and I'm tired. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have a very nice yes. tan. Me as well. But I might also have sunstroke. I don't think I have sunstroke, but I definitely have a tan, and I'm ready. I'm happy about it. I'm ready for it. I know. I haven't had, I haven't um, had this. Like, I haven't had sun like this since I used to play softball. And I've been missing that. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, out here. Um, so that's cute. Um, yeah, we had a great time. Oh, I had a great time. I don't want to speak for you at Le- at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, me too. Um, and we didn't get to go to some of the panels that you would think that we would have gone to, given our where our fandom lies. Like the Doctor Who panel, we miss unfortunately, but. You know, uh, that hall late And it was hot. And, and, and it was hot. Outside. Um, Ain't nobody so trying to do that. And we wanted tacos. That as well. We ate lots of lots of tacos. <laughs> um, there was, so there was a Fantastic Beast panel um, in Hall H, which we were not in. Um, but there was a preview, a new preview, which I did not see. I don't know if Robin saw it. Um, nope. I've kind of decided I saw that. Twitter, Twitter showed me all I needed right, to so, see. And I was like, so, I'm good. So um, we see that Dumbledore sees Grindelwald in the mirror of Erised. Um, That's what Twitter showed me. And I was like, and I'm I think that I'm was good. probably the only thing. I've decided, though, that I'm not going to watch any more promo materials. Because it's already going to be hard enough having to watch this movie to review it. So I'm yeah. going to just do that. Because the previews are not going to make yourself. me want to see it more than I already don't want to see it. So... Yeah. That's just what it is. But there was a preview. Johnny Depp apparently came out as Grindelwald, which was a, a choice. It was a choice. Um, but yeah, so it was there. I you can definitely watch the trailer because it's out on YouTube. I don't know if there if you can watch the entire um, panel yet. I know that like for Doctor Who, we missed that panel, but you can watch like the whole thing. But I'm not sure if they did that for Fantastic Beasts or not. I'm pretty sure they do it for most, most of all. Yeah, all that's what I was thinking. Um, I just haven't seen a link or whatever. But um, yeah. Also, were you searching for a link? No, I wasn't. But I mean, I saw the Doctor Who link and I wasn't like actively searching for it. Even though I would watch it, I just haven't had the time. Yeah, but you know, the, most of the cast was at Comic Con. We had Ezra, 
uh, I want to say Ezra Klein, and that's a journalist. Ezra Miller? What's his name? Ezra Miller. Thank you. Coming out looking like a character from Mario, Super Mario. It's like a toadstool thing. Just, you know, a look. Um, Zoe Kravitz. Eddie Redmayne. And other there were, there were people <laughs> were there. A panel was had. A preview yes. was dropped. And I don't remember where we were at the time. I think we were either eating tacos or walking the floor. Yeah, so, one of the two. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. So, Wizard Team will be at LahiCon 2018, um, which is only a few weeks away. So, if you're going to be there, come check us out at, in Dallas, talking Potter things with our Potter friends from August 10th to the 12th. You can follow at LahiCon on Twitter and go to LahiCon.com for info on special guests and more. Um, they also have announced their dates for 2019. So, next, here, let me read it out. So y'all are, we're, I'm saying this so that y'all are prepared and you stay woke um, because tickets are about to go on sale. Um, there are two leaky cons next year in 2019. So from in Dallas, from August 9th to 11th and in Boston from October 11th to the 13th. Tickets for Dallas go live on August 2nd, which is a week from tomorrow, Thursday, a week from Thursday. Tickets go live. So I hope your money is straight. I'm guessing that Dallas is going to sell out because that's what happened this year. So if you're trying to do Dallas, be ready on the 2nd. Yes. Boston, tickets go live September 4th. So you have a little bit more time to like get your stuff together. But if you're trying to do Dallas, which is in August of next year, August 2nd, you got to be ready. Yeah, we're trying to have as many members of the team there as possible so we could hang out and have fun and continue to talk potter things with y'all so just you know be there um we're also planning to do a uh wizard team meetup we're thinking it'll most likely be august 12th um but we still haven't because we've been at comic-con basically since the last episode came out we haven't had time to plan stuff but just um, we'll, once we figure it out, we'll announce it here. We'll announce it on Twitter, Facebook group, all the, you know, all the spots where you usually hear from us. We'll, um, start pushing out info on where and when we will do that. So even if you can't come to LeakyCon, you can at least like hang out with us for one of the nights. There's another PotterCon. So if you're not in 2019, so if you're not able to make it to LeakyCon in Dallas or LeakyCon in Boston, you can try to go to LeviosaCon. And this is the second year or the second time that they've done Leviosa. Um, it will be in Hollywood, June 27th through 30th um, of 2019. You can follow them on Twitter at LeviosaCon and they have a website. Not sure when tickets go on sale, but there are a lot of Harry Potter cons happening yeah. in 2019, and we are and here we for plan it. to be at all three. So, um, you know, yes, in in different capacities, most likely, but like we'll be there, hanging out. Yeah. So, yeah. check them I'm out. I'm excited. I am excited gonna... as well. I love talking Potter. Me too. With my Potter friends. Um, and like, be- and I'm and I'm happy because like, if Leviosa Con was some other place, I probably wouldn't be able to go, but. LA is it's right. That's super easy. So it'll I'm excited. It'll be fun. Yeah. Same. Cool. So magical birthdays. Um, Monday, two days ago, was 
team member Shara's birthday. So shout out to Shara. Um, and then on this coming Sunday, July 29th, it's Ariana's birthday. So we are now, I believe, in Leo season, which I only know because of Twitter. So shout out <laughs> to the Leos of the group. Um, we have a bunch of birthdays coming up. It's going to be it's going to yeah. be great. Happy birthday to the team. Happy birthday, Shara. Happy birthday, Ariana. Are you lis- if you listeners are on Twitter, you should send a birthday shout out as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. hashtag wizard team, hashtag birthdays. I don't know if you hashtag birthdays, that seems, but you can, yeah. you know. Oh, what shout else? out to Delia. Also, Monday was Daniel Radcliffe's birthday, which I don't know if we've ever shouted out, but that's good for him. Shout out to him getting a year older. He's a fantastic yes. actor. That's great. Yes. Previously on Wizard Team, Ron decided that he didn't want to have any goddamn sense. Um, Harry tricked Ron into thinking that, well, tricked Ron and Hermione into thinking that he had given Ron Felix Felicis so that he could do well in Quidditch. And played his two friends off and of each other. he did do that. Um, Slughorn, Slughorn has, has a Christmas party coming up that Harry is not going to be able to avoid. Harry is a little worried about Ron and Hermione's changing relationship. Which seems like it's going in the direction of them, like, you know, starting to be together or at least, like, admit that they like each other when Hermione asks. But well, then, Hermione asks Ron out to Slughorn's Christmas party. Um, Ron flips yes. out at Ginny for kissing Dean in a um, private corridor, an empty corridor. Um, and and, and then, also, well, there's still things. Ginny goes off, which, you know. Oh, Harry meets a new friend. His name is Edward, name is Edward. and he rolls around and purrs, like and he's scaly, and he's in Harry's stomach. So that was a thing. Um, and he appeared because Harry, Edward heard that Harry needed some help in the love department, and so was like, "I can help you here." And then showed, you know, showed up. Um, Zachariah Smith has taken over for Lee, which is awful and the worst downgrade I've ever seen. It's a reverse glow up for the Hogwarts um, Quidditch organization. I don't know if that's what it's called, but I'm going to call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Ron goes full asshole, basically. I'm just going to call it, call it what it is. He gets angry. Call a thing a thing. He gets angry with Hermione when Jenny tells him that she kissed Victor Crumb two years ago and starts treating her like shit, even though she clearly has expressed interest in him. Um, and then he gets... And it was Victor and it was Crumb. Victor Crumb. So like, Ron would have made out with him too. Then um, he gets angry at Hermione because she thought that he couldn't have done Quidditch or done a good job at Quidditch by himself, which he also did not think. So thought. it was didn't really make much sense. Um, and then went and made out with Lavender in, in front of literally every Gryffindor in the common room. Um, but you know... Was angry with Ginny and Dean for finding mm-hmm. a nice quiet corridor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then Hermione got rightly upset and attacked him with a flock of birds. Which we still don't know how those birds work. Well, we you know they fly around and someone they please him. explain it to and me. They no, they poo. Though, Does, are they summoned? No, they are conjured. They're Devil conjured. birds. You can't conjure working Damn. birds. That's how it works in this particular brand of magic. I don't believe that. That's it. weird because it's canonical. 
don't believe it. Do you there know, are a lot of canonical things that I don't believe. Of, okay. That doesn't make sense, but okay. And that's not even true. There are a lot of things in the canon that I just reject. Edward being one of them. This, though. There's a difference between rejecting it by saying, like, this is dumb, but it happened, versus it just didn't happen or can't work when it clearly worked. It, it can't work. Out of the entire system of magic, this is where you're putting your foot down in this magical... You can't just summon clearly can. a living being. Okay, we're not arguing about this. Chapter 15. And then call it the Transfiguration, at least. Um, so Christmas was approaching fast. Hagrid had single-handedly delivered the usual 12 Christmas trees into the Great Hall, um, which is a reminder that he still has two jobs and he can't even do one of them correctly. Um, large groups of girls tended to converge underneath the mistletoe bunches every time Harry went past, which caused blockages in the corridors because, again, he's glowed up. He's tall. He's mysterious. He's the chosen one. Um, He's brooding. Ron, who might have once found it the necessity. Oh, so Harry decides to start taking detours so that he doesn't have to deal with this in- situation. Um, Ron starts to find it funny because instead of it doesn't make him angry anymore because he has a girlfriend, and so now everything is funny to him because he feels popular because he's trash. No, he's simple. He's simple. That is the that that's it. There it is. Yes. Yeah. He's simple. Um, so the improved Ron came at a heavy price. Um, firstly, Harry had to put up with the frequent presence of Lavender Brown, who seemed to regard any moment that she was not kissing Ron as a moment wasted. So I want to like, I feel like this might be the moment to pause. Yeah. To remind you that Lavender Brown is Well, obviously brown. that, but that's not why. Um, well, I mean, Lavender Brown is brown, but... Um, so I like am just kind of thinking about how I felt when I was reading these books the first time and like probably a few more subsequent times because I've read these books a whole lot, guys. How many I don't times? even know. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know. I used to keep a tally in the back of one of my mini journals, but I don't know which journal and really? I don't know when I when stopped doing it. And exactly. when it started. So, I mean, I might be able to find, I mean, I'm, if I like try really hard, but I feel like I, maybe like 14 when I, honestly, maybe younger. Cause I don't actually remember if, um, if all the books were out when I started the tally. So I honestly don't know, but <laughs> so reading it initially, I felt like oftentimes, and even like in the movies too, like oftentimes I would blame Lavender or not blame her, but just like think, be like, wow, she's hella thirsty or like she's doing the most. She's getting in the middle of Ron and Hermione when really it's Ron, right? Like Ron is the one who's hitting Lavender okay. against Hermione. Um, he's the one who it, he saw that Lavender liked him. And because he is feeling insecure and instead of just like asking off the girl he actually likes and, you know, instead of not treating her like crap, he decides he wants to get back at her from for some shit that he did. Like it's or from some shit that like he perceived some stuff that happened when she was very clearly dating someone else. Like, that he knew about, and that for some reason, like, he was in right, and now he wants to get back at her. But it like does not make sense for him to want to get back at her for some shit that happened two years ago, and which he was aware of, but just wanted to be in denial about. So it's just a lot of things where it's really on him. Whereas Lavender, this is a boy that she had a crush on, and he now seems to like her, 
right? And she may not notice at this moment that, like, he's very clearly trying to, like, get at Hermione. But so, like, basically, he's messing with her feelings and her emotions. Um, And the book and the movie, well, more so the movie, I think, plays her plays up her like being really possessive and like extra but really like this is her first boyfriend and she like and let's be honest like lavender brown was and Pavardi um were set up as like popular cute girls and ronald is not Mm -hmm. so it's not like she is going after Harry Potter, right? She's not, like, she's, she likes right. Ron. Like, like, she actually likes him. Why? It's not some, it's Who not knows? some, like, but I'm, you know, it's, it's not some, like, weird thing. She's a 16-year-old. I want to be with the popular right, no, boy she's a 16-year-old girl who has a crush on this dude that she's known for, like, five years. And, you know, you know, the reasons why. And it's not to say that Ron doesn't have, like, qualities that someone could like. It's just that he's been tripping in the last chapter, so it's hard for me to think of those in this particular moment. He's tall. Mm-hmm. He's, he's that's funny. That's all I got. When he's not being mean. He is funny. Which, actually, Luna says, when he is Luna says like, in a little bit. Yeah, even when he's not being, even when he is being mean, sometimes he's funny. He's loyal most of the time to Harry. Not to his own sister, but you know. He is, but just in like a misogynistic way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so Delia says the movie really plays up the mm-hmm. ditzy part of the ditzy bit of uh, Lavender. And then Amadi says, is he cute or is he just well, you know, the th- story? I personally I, love Well, that, but then also so. like, I'm not even going to lie because I've seen some people before and this is going to sound really awful. But they're like yes. average in the face, but they're like six four, and it ups the aesthetic. I'm just saying, it does. It just does. There are some really fine people who are not six four, and then there are some really average people who are six four, and it makes it makes like bumps them from like a six to an eight. Difference. You know, I know it wow. sounds really awful. <laughs> Two whole points. Um. Your faves are problematic. I mean, if I if I am your fave, you I probably sh- I shouldn't be your fave. Um, you're my fave, but you're problematic. I'm cool with it. I mean, listen, Eliana is a fave. I just can't seem to quit her. Why are you calling her out? She didn't do nothing because I spent the whole weekend with her, and I'm just like, That's girl, whoo, you're doing she, the most. Yeah, but I love you. <laughs> yeah, so I would go back to Ron. Ronald Weasley. I think we he's a very lovable person. And I think that like even when he's like down on himself and he's like um feeling insecure and stuff, like those are the kind of traits that a sixteen year old, seventeen year old girl is like, I can I can change Well, even if it's her. not a change, because I'm not like, gonna lie, right? Like I've had crushes on people and have known that like and have seen them do some trash ass things. Like sometimes you can't help who you have crushes on, right? Like sometimes you see that kind of you yes. you see them do some shit that's like mad questionable, but you can't help that like you still have a crush on them. So there's lots of things. And lavender, not and this not to say that lavender is fighting having a crush on Ron. She absolutely is not, right? Like she's 
perfectly okay. fine being his girlfriend. Um, but I also think that like if like in this moment, Ron is in the like we're just gonna make out and like I have this girlfriend who I make out with in front of everyone, and then soon becomes more distant and more of a problem. Um, and so it just I don't know. I feel bad for Lavender and. I think, and I think I that it's, it, I, I think really the thing is, is like, I didn't used to feel bad for her. And I, and it's one of those other things again about yeah. how the book writes women or how the book, how JK Rowling writes women and how the book portrays women. And then also how the movies kind of take these things and like, exactly. Them past, exaggerate them past the point of no return. I will say this other thing, um, because I kind of threw Eliana under the bus for a second ago. Um, I really appreciate Hermione Granger and the quarter life crisis for kind of having that like sense of like, no, these, these girls live together. So there was a relationship there outside of Ron, outside of Harry. And I don't think that, and this is all conjecture, right? Cause we don't mm-hmm. get it in the book, but I just don't think that had she known that, either the extent of Hermione's feelings for Ron or that those feelings were Mm -hmm. reciprocated, that she would be so, I mean, she could still like, you know, girls who are friends or who are in close circles with each other, like you still have crushes on the same people and one person starts dating them. But I don't think that that you, she would be so loud about it. I don't think that she goes out of her way to hurt Hermione's Mm -hmm. feelings. And she doesn't know that Ron is, using exactly so she thinks the boy that she likes exactly. likes her back and she wants to be mm-hmm. lovey-dovey that's the kind of person she's like that an, she she's is. an affectionate person who likes pda right um so in so. the chat delia says ron is a good person at his core he will fight for what is morally right with it, with all he has and he's a fierce friend that's what endears him to us he just has really deep self-confidence issue that's issues that turn quite dark exactly it's the good little synopsis um and then Imani says I mean look at Hermione she questions why she has a crush on Ron every day for the last six years and he still wins her over which you know bees that way it's true it it happens you know like sometimes things happen I still believe in Ron's ability to grow out of his teenage situation I mean we know that he grows to an extent so that's good yeah yeah we don't he hasn't reach full growth by the time we end this series, but we know that there is growth coming. Um, so So, Harry found himself, so secondly, Harry found himself once more the best friend of two people who seemed unlikely to ever speak to each other again. Um, Ron was taking the defensive and resentful tone. She can't complain. She snogged Crumb. So she's found out someone wants to snog me too. Well, it's a free country. I haven't done anything wrong. Like, are yeah, you serious? You have. She asked you out. Because the other thing too was her his first thing is she snogged Crumb. First of all, two years ago. Two whole years ago. And not to get to get back right. at anybody. about it. She did it because she liked Victor Crumb. And you came on being an asshole about her when she started dating him. So, you know. It wasn't but it wasn't to get back. It had nothing to do with you. And that's I think that's also kind of Ron's problem is he often centers himself in situations that are not that have nothing to do about him. at all. Um, so Harry didn't answer. Determined as he was to remain friends with both Ron and Hermione, he was spending a lot of time with his mouth shut. But I also think that, like, again, he should... Like, I understand wanting to be Ron's friend still, 
but he should be able to call Ron out. And this is the thing we were talking about in the last episode. Like, he should be able to call yeah. Ron out when he's being a problem. And, like, if he genuinely yeah. likes Lavender and wants to date Lavender, yes, obviously do that. That has nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Like, that's your thing. You like Lavender. Go out with her. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But to justify it as a Hermione snogged Victor Crumb, and now she sees somebody wants to snog me too. Like, she asked you out. So clearly she wants to, like, maybe she don't want to snog you, but clearly she likes you. So it just yeah. seems like you, like... She wants to get to the point where she might want to snog you. Yeah, and, um, and it just, it, yeah, it's it's a little frustrating. Um, and then he says, I never promised Hermione anything. I mean, all right, I was going to go to Slughorn's Christmas party with her, but she never said, just as friends, I'm a free agent. Like, shut up. Just be quiet. Ugh. That is And I feel like awful. Harry should say something. And it doesn't have to be like a, yeah. you're wrong, you, should, you shouldn't have done that. It could just be like a, bro, you know you're, like, tripping a little bit, right? You know that you right. like just like you. hold him a and little he, bit accountable, like, or also like you know you like her too. You know you so, like her. Um, you the, know she likes you. If you do like lavender, just don't parade it around like that. Like you, you're obviously yeah. doing it to hurt her feelings, and that's like, come on. And you know that Victor Crumb was two years ago, so you might need mm-hmm. to get over that. That's not a justification. Right. It's not a reason. Um. So in the chat. Julia says the coddling of Ron could be an alternative title to these books. Um, and Amani says, you still got to call your boys out on their bullshit, especially if you're a real friend and you're the only one he might actually mm-hmm. listen to, even if he won't hear it yet. And I think that that's so important. Like I have best friends who I have been like, don't come to me with this bullshit. Cause you know, mm-hmm. this is bullshit, you know, right. you're wrong. And I don't, take pleasure in it i'm not like you know you wrong like you know what I mean? i'm not like in their face about it i'm just like don't come to me expecting sympathy when you right. know you're wrong like um, so ron's voice tells away and in mutters barely audible over the crackling of the fire but harry thought he could still hear the words crumb and can't complain again um hermione's schedule was so full that harry could only talk to her properly in the evenings because <laughs> i'm actually really sorry i read this chapter like last week before comic-con <laughs> And my notes are super dumb. Um, so I, I said, keep busy to fend off emotions, a repressive queen, because that's what I do. That's what you and would do. Great. So healthy. Um, so, so it was in evenings when Ron was so tightly wrapped around Lavender that he didn't notice Harry, what Harry was doing. Um, Hermione refused to sit in the common room while Ron was there because he's acting a fool and like she doesn't need to be sitting there. There's literally no reason for her to have to endure that. Um and again, it's not so much about lavender right. or that they're dating. It's about like having some chill and some fucking right. decorum. Like, like fine, you have a girlfriend. That's great for you. <laughs> that's great, but you also know that this girl asked you out a week ago, and right? You said yes. And you're also like, no one wants to see this, no right? There's no one in the Gryffindor yeah. common room who's just like, oh, look at Ron and Lavender. Woohoo! No, they're sitting there like for real on a Monday. I have homework to do. <laughs> Right in front of my homework. Um, so he's at perfectly he's at perfect liberty to kiss whomever he likes, said Hermione. Um, there in the library. I really couldn't care less. Um, Harry said nothing. He thought his voice might soon vanish from lack of use. And I think in this situation, it's probably best to say nothing, right? Like Hermione, because right now, clearly Hermione does not want to um, talk about it like that. 
or like she's repressing it. So sometimes it's good to not say anything, but on Ron's side, he should say something. So he bent over his and was making notes on his everlasting elixirs for uh, potions. And incidentally, said Hermione, you need to be careful. For the last time, said Harry, I'm not giving back this book. I've learned more from the Half-Blood Prince than Snape or Slughorn have taught me, which is uh-huh. a, the irony. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about your stupid so-called prince, said Hermione. I'm talking about earlier. I went into the girls' bathroom just before I came in here, and there were about a dozen girls in there, including that Ramilda Vane, trying to decide how to slip you a love potion. Um, they all seem to have bought Fred and George's love potions, which is a problem. You should not be able to just buy love potions. You also should not be selling. Or selling. Well, just, yeah, in general. Like, if you are, they should be something that are sold on, like, the black market or some shit that, like, kids don't know about. Right. <laughs> but, but, like, also just, like, you you shouldn't be making, you know, weight loss pills that say that you're going to lose weight when you know good and goddamn well you're right. going to lose weight. Or that, like, like literal aliens are going to start jumping out of your fat. Shout out to Doctor Who. I really want some adipose. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, I was like, wait, I get to lose weight and give birth to a bunch of, a whole new generation of children? Like, I'm down until, was it Donna who turned the thing up and the woman exploded, combusted? Exploded. Yeah. But on the regular, like the one adipose a night, let's do this. But without consent, it's still a problem. Without consent, it's a problem. Consent. But like, if you would have told me, I'd have still right. signed the document. Yeah, hell consent. yeah. Um, why didn't you confiscate them then? Said Hermione. Um, it seemed extraordinary that Hermione's mania for upholding rules could have abandoned her at this crucial juncture, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> they didn't have the potions with them in the bathroom. Said Hermione. They were just discussing tactics. Um, I just invite someone to go with you to Slughorn's party. That'll stop all the others thinking they've got a chance. It's tomorrow night. They're getting desperate, which is so gross. Like, y'all really need to chill the fuck out. But also, if it was J.C. Chazé, wouldn't you think no. about it? Like, you wouldn't do it. If it was Lopez. No. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't, wouldn't follow think through, of, but you'd no. think about it. Think a about love it. potion? And then you'd be like, that's too much. That's, I that's wouldn't, too much. I wouldn't I think that. about that. Okay. That seems like a terrible, terrible idea. Okay. Well, just I be guess. careful what you drink, because well, Ramilda Vane looked like she meant business, said Hermione. Um, and then Harry says, hang on a moment. I thought Filch had banned anything bought by Weasley's Wizard Weezes. No, Filch asked Albus to say. These are two different things. Filch asked Dumbledore to say that they were banned and he said that they were banned he asked me to say but they are not banned he didn't say they were banned he said he asked me to say and I have obliged that request in saying that they were banned that he asked me to say that's it but also if you got a pygmy puff that you want to give to your favorite headmaster well then you know well then. Fred and George send them disguised as perfumes and cough potions as a part of their owl order service. Harry should really just write Fred and George as like their investor and be like, fam, I'm gonna need you to discontinue this product because yo. Like, <laughs> like that's really his But this is the other this is the other like really great thing about Harry where he's like, I'm there I'm a silent 
and that's true and it's like, great except in this silent. situation but at the same <laughs> like at the same time like right now you might want to use some of that pull that card bro. like yo just pull Damn. the card be like you know what <laughs> this is i'm not gonna i don't want to inform how you do your business but i also need you to not do your business in which right. i get poisoned right exactly um, you know a lot about it, said Harry, which like, come on, girl, you know Hermione reads everything. Um, it was all on the back of the bottles they showed Jenny and me this summer, she said coldly. I don't go putting potions in people's drinks, or pretending to either, which is just as bad. Yeah, well, never mind that, said Harry quickly. Cause like, oh, so now he wants to move on. He out here implying Hermione would use yep. a love potion, but when she brings up the fact that he's spiking people's drinks, he want to change the conversation. Okay. We ain't talking about me right <laughs> said, now. Why you bringing up old shit? <laughs> that happened weeks ago. We over. Oh it. gosh. Um, the point is, Filch is being fooled. These girls are getting stuff into the school. Oh, so, Harry. Um, Filch is being fooled. The girls are getting stuff into the school disguised as something else. So why couldn't Malfoy have brought the necklace into the school, boy? Whew. If you don't, I mean, at this point, I'm just impressed by the the the, the reach the commitment. And the commitment yeah. to the reach. Yeah, because it, it pivoted so quickly. He's not even trying to smoothly Mm-mm. change the subject. Like, there is no transitions. <laughs> like, he's just like, well, let's talk about this subject that you definitely don't want to talk about, but it's all, all I can the time. think about. Hermione says, after a sigh. The person I want to slip a love potion <laughs> to. Hermione says, after a sigh. Secrecy sensors detect jinxes, curses, and concealment charms. They're used to find dark magic and dark objects. They'd have picked up a powerful curse like the one that necklace on that necklace within seconds. That's but something that's just been put in the wrong bottle wouldn't register. And anyway, love potions aren't dark and or dangerous, which they are dangerous. They're not dark yeah, with a capital D. They're dangerous. But they're dangerous. That's how we got Voldemort, fam. That's what Harry should say. But it's really, he just says, easy for you to say, thinking of, of Ramilda Vane. Um, and then Hermione's like, it would be down to Filch to realize it wasn't a cough potion, and he's not a very good wizard. Um, I doubt he can tell one potion from She Stopped Dead. Uh, Madame Pince appeared around the corner um, and says, the library is closed. Mind you return anything you have borrowed to the correct. What have you been doing to that book, you depraved boy? It isn't the libraries, it's mine, said Harry, hastily, snatching up his copy of Advanced Potion Making. Despoiled, she hissed. Desecrated. Befouled. Which she needs to calm down, but I appreciate these words. But also, it just sounds like a regular old Wednesday with me and Aminacha. Apparently. Her dog-eared books. But they're... The, the book is annotated. You always call me a monster when I'm do- when I dog ear books. Yeah, because you but these are, are a monster. But the funny thing is, is like this is annotated. Like I feel like usually schools, um, like schools encourage maybe not clearly not Harry Potter, clearly not Hogwarts because they don't even teach English classes. But like usually annotating is not a problem. But also, isn't it like? really sloppy so she may not be able to tell that it's annotations and not just scribbles and doodles and also she's not looking that closely she's just like did you just right and it's not her it's not a library book which is what harry says but she's still like no it's just a book that's been written on said harry so madame pence grabs the book 
And Harry's like trying to take it back. It's just a book that's been written on. Uh, Madame Pence looked as though she might have a seizure. Hermione hastily packed up her things, grabbed Harry by the arm, and Frog marched him away. She'll ban you from the library if you're not careful. Why did you have to bring the stupid book? It's not my fault she's barking mad, Hermione. Or do you think she overheard you being rude about Filch? I've always thought there might be something going on between them. <laughs> we all know that she only got eyes for seven. Okay. I still don't know where you got that from. My own head. It's a scary place from there. But I mean, you know, one's not much better than the other. Because also she's like miserable. And I feel like miserable people deserve each other. Filch is miserable. Filch is also miserable, but this is going to sound bad, but he's a squib. So he's not a... You don't... He's not good on oh paper. Oh, God. Is Snape good on paper? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I know, right? It's all, all gross. Um, so Harry and Hermione make them make their way up to the common room, arguing about whether or not Filch and Madame Pence were secretly in love with each other, which is so great, right? Like, I think for, like, in the last... They're talking their OT. That, and then also just, like, thinking about the last chapter where we were talking about the trio's friendship, and then more specifically Harry and Ron's friendship. This will we get to see some of Harry and Hermione's friendship. Like, this is the one kind of moment where we or moment but like in I'm talking about like more like the chapter and like this the moment where Ron and Hermione are having a fight and where we actually see Harry like supporting Hermione because the last time Harry pretty clearly took Ron's side um whereas like this Mm -hmm. time he's very much trying to make sure that she's okay and then it's nice to see that they get they get to like argue about trivial things like whether their librarian is in love with the caretaker um which is also i think i would like to think a lesson that he learned because last time he was obviously not on her side and she was going through a lot of mm-hmm. things with time turners and whatnot um Hagrid read him the riot act which he deserved and i can never tell with harry like does he hear these lessons are they in one ear out the other why does he retain some and not others? You know? And sometimes it takes but, him a minute to appreciate it as well. Yeah. Which I feel like tracks with like most like people. Like if somebody tries to tell you about yourself, you first feel like first you want to ignore that shit. You know? Yeah. So, I get it. I get but, it. But, yeah. I don't know. It's just nice to see them like be friends. Also in the chat, I have to scroll up a little bit, but they were talking about um, one of the good good moments in the actual movie is when he's like, "I am the chosen one." Oh, I love that. Um, actually. Ah. I love that. only so Delia yeah. says the scene in the movie where they're talking about girls only liking him because he's the chosen one, and he's like, "I am the chosen one." Cracks him up every time. It's the perfect brother and sister scene. Yeah, because it's when Hermione like smacks him across the face, which I always, I always yeah. love. The only reason I don't like it is because of how they changed Ramel Devane. Like they change her from they change her into just being like this is this cute girl and Harry kind of like thinks she's cute so the fact that she might slip him a love potion he's actually intrigued by versus being like mm-hmm. this is kind of terrifying fam also because he art like because he just got out of the pinsy where he saw what a love right potion can so do. it feels so that's like <laughs> the one reason I don't like that scene but it's less because of the what happens and more because of the context like I would still like that scene but just maybe. 
in a separate context, if that makes sense. But that scene is still one of my yeah. favorites. And because his like his little face, yeah. he looks so smug. And, and Hermione's like, bitch, if you don't calm the fuck down and find yourself a date. Right. <laughs> right. And Delia says it encapsulate it encapsulates their friendship mm-hmm. quite perfectly. And I Me agree too. with that. I think that scene and the scene when they're dancing um, after Ron leaves yeah. are like the two added things. And the one where Harry and Hermione talk about Victor Crumb. And when Hermione's like, we, he's like, when he says like, Victor isn't, which he's like, Victor does, is usually doesn't talk. And Harry, or no, she says, we don't, I don't usually talk when I'm with Victor. And Harry's like, oh, mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I see. And Hermione's like, no, it's not what I meant. Like those, those are like some moments. And honestly, you could see those moments also as like, I think they're good brother sister moments, but of course the movies do ship Harry and Hermione. So that's yeah. when it starts. I think the rest of the examples would get a little weird, but like those three for sure are like good yeah. moments between the two, the three of them, or sorry, between the two of them. Numbers yeah. are hard. Yes. Thank you, the Hermione. It was, thank you, Amani. It was like, Victor's yeah. more of a physical being. And it's like, yes. Okay. And, and, and yet Ron didn't realize that they snogged. Well, Ron wasn't in that conversation. I know he wasn't in that scene, but I'm But saying. yeah, that part. <laughs> and Harry's like, oh, interesting. Cool. They go into the, they get to the common room. Vermil Devane shows up. Hi, Harry. Fancy a gilly water? Which is like, girl, are you serious? Please. Hermione gives. Be a little bit more sweet. Or just like, what? You don't even know him. Hermione gives him a what did I tell you look over her shoulder. No thanks, said Harry. I don't like it much. We'll take these anyway, she says. Chocolate cauldrons, they've got fire whiskey in them. My grand sent them to me, but I don't like them. Like, are you, like, you're really about to poison this boy. Like, do you want, like, just the... And also, you want him to think you don't like chocolate? First of all. Second of all, like, this is just so not, not okay. <laughs> so not okay. Oh, right. Thanks a lot, said Harry. Uh, I'm just gonna go over here with... And he hurries off behind Hermione told you said Hermione the sooner you ask someone the sooner they'll have to leave you all alone and you can but then her face turns blank because she spots Ron and Lavender entwi- entwined in the same armchair good night Harry said Hermione and so she leaves Jesus Harry went to bed comforting himself that it was only one more day of lessons to struggle through plus Slughorn's party before he could go off to the borough with Ron and it seemed impossible that Ron and Hermione would make up with each other before the holidays but he was hoping that you know the holidays might cool them both off and maybe in January they could figure something out. Things would get back to normal. I also wanted to point out another thing that I just thought about that kind of broke my heart. Hermione has to go back to the dorm and try to fall asleep before Lavender gets there because you know that she and Pavardi are like having the download mm-hmm. of like what happened and like going through every like thing and she has to just like be there and play it cool. Um, yeah. Which is just, Ron's trash, man. Yeah. Also, this is the first, well, we'll get there. I'm going to do that next next chapter. Just kidding. So the next day they are in Transfiguration, where they have embarked upon an immensely difficult topic of human transfiguration. They're working in front of mirrors, and we're supposed to be changing the color of their own eyebrows. Hermione laughed unkindly at Ron's disastrous first attempt, during which somewhat, somehow, um, he had managed to give himself a spectacular handlebar mustache. Ron retaliated by doing a, a cruel but accurate impression of Hermione jumping up and down in her seat every time Professor McGonagall asked a question, which Lavender and Parvati found deeply amusing and which reduced Hermione to the verge of tears again. Um, 
So it's just like, so it's just like, why? Because he has no self confidence. It's like it's it's a lot. Like he needs, uh, just, he just needs somebody to talk to. That's not, and the guidance counselor yeah. would be a good start. I binge watched Queer Eye. I guess not last weekend because it was Comic Con, but the weekend before that. So he needs a Fab Five. Mm. Yes. And just be like, bro, why don't you like just get your shit together, fam? She raced out of the and the chat is like in all caps. Ron yeah. trash. Everyone's upset right now. Um. So Harry goes after Hermione. Goes um. Hermione. After deciding that her need was greater than Ron's, obviously. Um, yep. And then he finally tracked her down as she emerged from the girls' bathroom with Luna Lovegood. Oh, hello, Harry. Did you know one of your eyebrows is bright yellow? Said Luna. Um, Hi, Luna. Hermione, you left your stuff. Oh, yes, said Hermione. Thank you, Harry. Well, I better get going. And she hurried off without giving Harry any time to offer words of comfort, though admittedly he couldn't think of any. She's a bit upset, said Luna. I thought at first it was Moaning Myrtle in there, but it turned out to be Hermione. She said something about that Ron Weasley. Yeah, they've had a row, said Harry. He says very funny things sometimes, doesn't he? But he can be a bit unkind. I noticed that last year. Like, Luna is so good at just, like, bringing someone down, like, just distilling them to their core. Just telling you about yourself in a way that is so... Honest, but also innocent. Honest. Yep. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, cause any problems. I am just stating Mm -hmm. observations. As mm-hmm. facts, and you might want to look into exactly. that about yourself. Might be something that you want to dig into. I suppose said Harry. Suppose so, have you had a good term? Oh, it's been all right. A bit lonely without the DA. Jenny's been nice though. She stopped two boys in our transfiguration class calling me Looney the other day. How would you like to come to Slughorn's party with me tonight? So just it just flew out of Harry's mouth. That's things like usually, this usually you know. Harry. Luna turned her protuberant eyes upon him in surprise. Slughorn's party? With you? Yeah, said Harry. We're supposed to bring guests, so I thought you might like... I mean, I mean, just as friends, you know. But if you don't want to... Oh, no, I'd love to go with you as friends, said Luna. Nobody's ever asked me to a party before as a friend. Like, I just... I love her so much. Like, she's totally fine with platonic dates. Like, she's like, I don't care, but I want to go to this party, and I want to hang out with you. But also, she's like... She's like, people ask me out all the time. That's boring. I'm Luna Lovegood. I'm cute as hell. This is this is an adventure. Right. As a friend? A Let's do this. As a friend? I don't have to but then, text you to get off the night? But Let's also, go. like, you know, in the earlier in the um book when they were on the when they were on the train and she was like, Oh, I missed the DA, it was like having friends. And then that moment where Emil Devane came in, like, oh, you don't okay. have to hang out with them, and Harry was like, This is my friend. And like, you know what I mean? So like now he's like, you want to hang out with me as a friend? She's like, hell yeah. This is great. Yeah. She's like, it was lonely without the DA. But here we are mm-hmm. reconnecting. Then she says, is that why you dyed your, eyebrow- dyed your eyebrow for the party? Should I do mine too? <laughs> no, said Harry. That was a mistake. I'll get Hermione to put it right. Um, I'll meet you in the entrance hall at eight o'clock. Aha! Screamed a voice overhead. And it's Peeves. Potty asked Looney to go to the party. Potty loves Looney. Potty loves Looney. So then he zooms off, cackling and streaking. Potty loves Looney because he's a poltergeist and that's what they do. Nice to keep these things private, said Harry. And sure enough, in no time at all, the whole school seemed to know that Harry Potter was taking Luna Lovegood to Slughorn's party. You could have taken anyone, said Ron. 
anyone and you chose Looney Lovegood, how about shut up? How about that? Don't call her that, Ron. Snap that Jenny. Was not was Luna not ride or die with him last year? Okay. And he's Lo- and she's uh-huh. Looney again. Mm-hmm. Was she not right mm-hmm. there with them? While In the he was Department of Mysteries, eaten off by brains yep. or whatever. She was still on the. She was still mm-hmm. fighting. You were you were knocked out. She was out here. She was dragging your ass around. Oh, okay. I'm really glad you're taking her, Harry. She's so excited, said Jenny. Um, Harry tried to feel pleased that Jenny was glad he was taking Luna to the party, but could, could not quite manage it. Um, a, long, a long way along the table, Hermione was sitting alone, playing with her stew. I kind of wish Harry had sat with her, or like that she could sit with Jenny or someone. Like it's frustrating that like when right? she's not have when she's having a when she's angry with Ron or like not hanging out with like the group when the group's not together like she's by herself. Meanwhile, Ron has all these people he can be friends with. Like even when Harry and Ron were fighting, he could still hang out with Dean and Seamus, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of sad. Um, but I also like to think of it as if um. Hermione, like me, is like, oh, good, I can, ha- I can, I want. I feel to. that too. Yeah, I think it's take this time to read. Yeah, and I feel that, and I think that, like, I think done. I'm less mad at Harry because I do kind of feel like Harry's probably giving her some space, like, because clearly when he went to go give her her stuff, she was like, I'm about to go. But I also just kind of yeah. wish that, like, when we see, because again, we don't ever see Hermione hang out with anyone who is not Harry and Ron, and then put sometimes Jenny. You know what I mean, like. It would just be nice to see mm-hmm. that she has other friends that she could hang out with in a situation where she's not hanging out with the two of them. And that is when you turn on YouTube and you watch Hermione Granger <laughs> and the Quarter Life Crisis. Because I agree with that. Like, I think that it there should have just, even when they're not in a fight, there should have just been more of here is the fullness of Hermione's social scene. And also, like, how much she's grown, right? Because when we first meet her... When she's 11, she doesn't have any friends. And that's cool. She's a know-it-all. She's kind of mean. Well, she hangs out with Neville a little mean, bit, I think. But, yeah. But she's, like, well, do we see that? Um, like, mean, early, like, pretty, like, a little earlier. Not, like, enough for them yeah. to be super close. But, like, they're kind of the two outcasts in their year, it feels like. Yeah. But, like, we should see about, we should see how, just, like, how Harry you know, gets friends and stuff. Like, Hermione calms down and gets some mm-hmm. girlfriends. And we should see her hanging out with some Ravenclaws right. who she has something in common with, some Hufflepuffs, you know? Yeah. Other prefects, even. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just more than being non-existent without the tree, without exactly. Ron and Harry. Harry noticed Ron look at her fur- furtively. You could say sorry, suggested Harry bluntly, which is, like, the most that he's ever tried to hold Ron accountable. Um, what, and get attacked by another flock of canaries, muttered Ron. What did you have to imitate her for? She laughed at my mustache. So did I. It was the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. So that's the other thing. It's like, Hermione wasn't the only person laughing at him. And he chose her specifically right. to lash out at. So, like, come on. And this is why I'm just like, obviously they grow up they're not the same people. He's not pulling the same antics, hopefully, knock on wood, when they get married. But, like, I'm just, like, that's why I don't believe they could have continued to date. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, dating, yes, but I feel like they would have broken up because she would have been like, you know what? Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Get at me when you've matured some more without me. And then by the time he's matured, she's moved on. Okay, so then Ron did not seem to have heard because Lavender arrived with Parvati. She squeezed herself between Harry and Ron and flung her arms around Ron's neck. Hi, Harry, said Parvati, who looked faintly embarrassed and bored by the behavior of their two friends, just like Harry. Hi, said Harry, how are you? You staying at Hogwarts then? I heard your parents wanted you to leave. I managed to talk them out of it for the time being, said Parvati. That Katie thing really freaked them out, but there hasn't been anything since. So again, one of the things I do like about this book is that it weaves in the kind of like, Voldemort is at large (laughs) with the like teen Mm -hmm. shenanigans. So it's just kind of like bringing back the fact that the Patils almost had to be out because their parents were like, you know what? It's not as safe as they said. So reminded me of my childhood when the boat, two times I wanted to like study abroad, there had to go and be a terrorist attack. And my mom was like, ha, no, Mm. (laughs) you ain't going nowhere. I was like, oh, dang it. (laughs) True. I wanted to go learn about film in Paris and art in London. What did I want to do in London? Communications or something. Whatever. I didn't get to go. Um, Oh, hi, Hermione. Parvati positively beamed. Harry could tell that she was feeling guilty for having laughed at Hermione in Transfiguration. Um, Hermione was beaming back, if possible, even more brightly. Girls are very strange sometimes. Hi, Parvati, said Hermione. Are you going to Slughorn's party tonight? No invite. I'd love to go, though. It sounds like it's going to be really good. You're going, aren't you? Yes, I'm meeting Cormac at eight. And we're, there was a noise like a plunger being withdrawn from a blocked sink, and Ron surfaced. Just the, like, the visual of that is gross. But also, like, could you be more obvious? Mm-hmm. Like, are mm-hmm. you serious? Like, it's just so, ugh. I just wish Lavender noticed and smacked him in the face and, like, went off with Parvati into the sunset. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then just was like, you know what? That was a moment in time. Glad mm-hmm. that's over with. Let's never speak mm-hmm. of this again. Um, Hermione acted as though she had not seen or heard anything. We're going up to the party together. Cormac, said Parvati. Cormac McLagan, you mean? That's right. The one who almost became Gryffindor Keeper. Are you going out with him then, said Parvati. Oh, yes, didn't you know? No, said Parvati. Wow, you like your Quidditch players, don't you? First Crumb, then McLagan. I like really good Quidditch players, said Hermione. Well, see you. Gotta go get ready for the party. I, like, ooh, I love her. I love her so much. You stand stand an icon. A legend. An icon. A movement. Are you serious? Not a moment, but a movement. Okay. And and I wonder if this was very well choreographed because you know that they are right. roommates. They hang out. Because you see how bright mm-hmm. Harvey got. And then Hermione was like, hey, girl. What's going on? You want to do the thing that we already rehearsed? <laughs> didn't acknowledge Harry or Ron. She especially didn't acknowledge Ron. She was like, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, but also, she's using Cormac, but. First of all, Cormac is a terrible human being and a prat, so, like, whatever. Second of all, Ron did it first, and, like, he's doing it in a way that's way more damaging to everyone involved, so. And I don't think that... Cormac cared. Cormac is not into Hermione like that. It's not like he's had a crush on her for forever, and she's, like, leading him along. 
She just asked him, right. and he was like, for show To the party. He, you know, mm-hmm. they're both going. He was like, I'm about it. Yeah. Um, so she left. Ron looked strangely blank and said nothing. Harry was left to ponder in silence the depths to which girls would sink to get revenge. Revenge! <laughs> Um, so he arrived at the entrance hall at eight o'clock and found an unusually large number of girls lurking there, all of whom seemed to be staring at him resentfully as he reposed, as he approached Luna. She was wearing a set of spangled silver robes because she too is a fashion icon. Um, and Harry was glad that she had left off her radish earrings, her butterbeer cork necklace and her specter specs. So they go up to the party in Slughorn's office. Um, and Harry says, did you hear there's supposed to be a vampire coming? Rufus Scrimger? I, what? <laughs> you mean the Minister of Magic? Yes, he's a vampire, said Luna. Father wrote a long article about, about it when Scrimger first took over from Cornelius Fudge, but he was forced not to publish it by somebody in the ministry. Obviously, they didn't want the truth to get out. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, Cornelius Goblin Crusher Fudge and Rufus Vampire Scrimger. That's wild. Obviously. Um, this is why the ministry is just so prone to scandal. Because. Not really. I think vampires can be decent. Probably, yeah. Um, so, Slughorn's office was much larger than the, the usual teacher's study. Um, there were. There was an. Or, there, so, it's just all decorated for a party. But one thing I kind of noticed is there's an ornate gold lamp dangling from the center of the ceiling in which real fairies were fluttering. And so I'm curious about fairies in the wizarding world and whether they're just like magical creatures, like a bow chuckle or um, a niffler, or are they like near human, like a centaur, like for lack of a better term, like a centaur or a goblin or... Mm -hmm. um, Of near human intelligence or whatever. Yeah, a being being or a beast is really the question. Also, is there only one kind of fairy in right. the wizarding world? Because there are brownies, there are... I, would, I always thought that a Velo was gonna, like, kind mm. of a type of fairy. Well, these are like the small, like, well, Tinkerbell wonder. types, it seems. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. There are several house elves serving people, which is gross, but... Delia says um, she thinks that the fairies are beasts because there aren't very many That's true. beings. Back to the enslavement right. of hospitals. Well, we Let's don't get, have to get it. Know. We already know. It's gross. It's gross. We don't and like it. they should be free to frolic in the forest. And it doesn't make you weird to nope. want to be free. It does not. Makes it does you not. Um, normal. So Slughorn sees Harry and is like, come in, come in. So many people I'd like you to meet. Um, he gripped Harry's arm so tightly he might have hoped to disapparate with him. Slughorn led him purposefully into the party. Harry seized Luna's hand and dragged her along with him. Harry, I'd like you to meet Eldred Eldred Warple, um, an old student of mine, author of Blood Brothers, My Life Amongst the Vampires, and of course, his friend Sanguini. Um, So he meets Warple, Sanguini. Like Linguini? I guess. I'm hungry now. I've been hungry. Um, He's a vampire. (laughs) He's a vampire. Um... And who looked rather bored. There were a gaggle of girls standing close to him, looking curious and excited. Harry Potter, I am simply delighted, said Warpole. I was saying to Professor Slughorn only the other day, 
Where is the biography of Harry Potter for which we have all been waiting? Uh, were you? Said he Harry. Is, what? <laughs> Harry's like, Harry's like he what? He did nothing. He said, huh? I was born in, under tragic circumstances. And then I lived in a cupboard. And then I did some dumb shit, but I was also mm-hmm. a child. And here I stand before you, still mm-hmm. a child. The, the end. end. Um, just as modest as Horace described, said Warple, but seriously, I would be delighted to, my, to write it myself. People are craving to know more about you, dear boy, craving. If you are prepared to grant me a few interviews, <laughs> say in four or five hour sessions, why we could have the book finished within months and all with very little effort on your part, I assure you. Ask Sanguini here if it isn't quite... Like, dude, are you serious? This is the first time you're meeting this person who is a child, but also just like generally you're for the first time you're meeting a person and you're like, I want to interview you. Here are my rates. Listen, like just coming back from Comic-Con, like respect. The I mean, OK, I mean, that's true. That is true. I wish I had it. I really don't. It's a lot. It. I wish I did. It's a lot, though. Like. It is a lot. But it is a hustle. Mostly because he is a child. So that autobiography would be like 100 pages mm-hmm. tops. You were born. Your mother died to save your life. Both of your parents died to save your life. His, his eyes glistening with the ghost of their past. <laughs> like, that's, that's what's happening here. And... Now he's at Hogwarts. He gets fairly decent marks. I mean, they're not great. They're not terrible. But he's pretty right. good at Quidditch. But they exist. The um. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sanguini, stay here. Added Warple. Um, for the vampire had been edging towards the nearby group of girls, a rather hungry look in his eye. Here, have a pasty, he said, um, stuffing one into Sanguini's hand before turning his attention back to Harry. My dear boy, the gold you can make—you have no idea. I'm definitely not interested, said Harry, and I've just seen a friend of mine. Sorry. I appreciate how um, <laughs> clear Harry is with his boundaries. Like, I think yeah. that's super important, especially in the position that he's in, um, for him to, like, not feel like he has to kind of succumb or, like, entertain exactly. all Like, he can very, all he feels confident enough, which, you know, could not be the case considering the way he was brought up. Like, he could feel... Um, he could just have a lot of like weird things around that and feel bad for saying no or or at least or even string them along when he's not feeling comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that he's so clear in like, I know yeah. I'm definitely not doing this. So, yeah. Um, so he had indeed just seen a long mane of brown hair disappear behind what looked like two members of the Weird Sisters. Hermione, Hermione, Harry, there you are. Thank goodness. Hi, Luna. What's happened to you? He asked for Hermione looked distinctly disheveled oh I've just escaped I mean I've just left Cormac under the mistletoe so my (laughs) question is that is did they kiss or did he try to force himself on her and it seems to me like he tried to force himself on her which is I think that she was probably like okay we're under the mistletoe here's a peck and then he was like and she was like dude it's possible (laughs) either way it's assault I guess regardless um like, she thought it was going to be one thing, so there was a consent right. to one thing, and he to went some other shit. to some other um, shit. Serves you right coming with him, which is not true, Harry. Not if he assaulted her. 
No one deserves to be assaulted, whether right. they are with somebody for revenge or not. Even Ron does not deserve to be assaulted. Literally no one does. Um, I thought he'd annoy Ron the most, said Hermione. I debated for a while about Zachariah Smith, but I thought, on the whole, you considered Smith, said Harry, revolted. (laughs) He's like, word? Harry was like, you you tried to mess up our friendship He said, you this mad? Because I would have had to... Like, really take Ron's side then. He said, that you can't come back from Smith. (laughs) Right? Yes, I did. And I'm starting to wish I had chosen him. McLagan makes Grop look like a gentleman. Let's go this way. We'll be able to see him coming. He's so tall. Um, So they made their way to the other side of the room and realizing too late that Professor Trelawney was standing there alone. Hello, said Luna politely. Good evening, my dear. And he looked to Harry... Oh, no, looked to Luna and said, I haven't seen you in my classes lately. No, I've got forens this year, said Luna. Oh, of course. Or Dobbin, as I prefer to think of him, said Trelawney. Dobbin? Dobbin. I, don't, I don't know why. Really quickly, sorry, pause. Delia said that she never took it as her getting assaulted. She always assumed nothing happened. Um, talking back to Hermione and Cormac, that they looked up, saw the mistletoe. Cormac wiggled his eyebrows at Hermione, and Hermione was like, nope, and excused herself. Which I always... <laughs> assumed as well except she looks distinctly distinctly disheveled like it's enough that harry's like dude what happened to you and she's like i just escaped you know what i mean like if it had just been her looking around like oh shit and harry Harry could have been like what's going on and she could be like i'm hiding from cormac like that's different but the fact that she's like very clearly kind of messed up a little seems like i always took it as she went in for a peck and he slipped some tongue and she was like no sir <laughs> no thank you yeah either way not what i had in mind right. this evening either way he made her uncomfortable yeah. whatever degree that was is not really clear um so Trelawney said you would have thought would you not that now i am returned to the school professor dumbledore might have gotten ridden of gotten rid of the horse but no we share classes it's an insult frankly an insult which I understand, wow. except that he asked for Rins to be divination teacher, and he can't necessarily send him back to the forest. Also, calling him a horse, I'm pretty sure is a slur. Also, is she right, getting paid what... less? She might be, but like... Uh, but he was also going to get rid of the class altogether, so it was a job. some job. Like, I do understand her frustration. Like, it's not to discount her frustration at the situation, but also, I'm discounting it because she as soon as she I, yeah, that, exactly. That's my thing. Like once you call him a horse, I just feel like you lost some more yeah, high ground there. Yeah, Trelawney seemed too tipsy to have recognized Harry. Um, so Harry drew closer to Hermione and said, "Let's get this straight. Are you planning to tell Ron that you interfered that you interfered at keeper tryouts? Do you really think I'd stoop that low, Hermione? If you can ask out McLagan." There's a difference," said Hermione with dignity. "I've got no plans to tell Ron about what might or might not have happened at keeper tryouts." Good, said Harry, because he'll fall apart again and will lose the next match. Quidditch, said Hermione angrily. Is that all boys care about? Cormac hasn't asked me a single question about myself. No, I've just been treated to a hundred great saves made by Cormac McWagon nonstop ever since. Oh no, here he comes. She moved so fast it was as though she had disapparated. One moment she was there, <laughs> the next she was squeezed between two guffawing witches and vanished. Seeing Hermione, said McWagon. No, sorry, said Harry, and turned quickly to join in Luna's conversation. Like, even though Harry is not all, the, like, not exactly right in their conversation, like, at the very least, he's yeah. willing to back his friend up. 
Like, he's yeah. like, nope, did not. Bye. Harry Potter said Trelawney. Oh, hello, said Harry. My dear boy, the rumors, the stories, the chosen one, of course, I have known for a very long time, more than she actually realizes. The omens were never good, Harry, <laughs> but why have you not returned to divination? For you, of all people, the subject is of the utmost importance. Ah, Sybil, we all think our subject's most important, said Slughorn, but I don't think I've ever seen known such a natural as potions, instinctive, you know, like his mother. I've never ever taught a few. I've only ever taught a few with this kind of ability. I can tell you that, Sybil. Why, even Severus... And to Harry's horror, Slughorn threw out an arm and seemed to scoop Snape out of thin air towards them. Which is like, you never want someone who can conjure Snape out of thin air. Right. That is, means the, in, the end of it's, an acquaintance. It's pretty terrifying. Um, funny, I never had the impression I had managed to teach Potion, sorry, to teach Potter anything at all. Um, well, then it's a natural ability, said Slughorn. Um... I don't think even you like talk. So he's talking about the drop of living death that Harry made and says, I don't think even you Severus really said Snape quietly, his eyes still boring into Harry who felt a certain disquiet. So now Harry's like, Oh shit. Is he using occlumency on me? Because I'm on, I'm on his radar. Like, let me not make eye contact. So he can't read my mind. Um, remind me what other subject you're taking. Harry's as Slughorn. Um, all the subjects required for an R says Snape with the faintest sneer. Yeah, well, that's what I'd like to do," said Harry defiantly. "Why are you keeping tabs on this little you boy? <laughs> I know why, but I'm just yeah. Why you gotta you gotta be so derisive exactly. over his dreams? I don't think you should be an R, Harry," said Luna. "The R's are part of the Rock Fang conspiracy. I thought everyone knew that. They're working to bring down the Ministry of Magic <laughs> from within using a combination of dark magic and gum disease. <laughs> just like." Can we get this movie instead of Fantastic Beasts? That would be great. She stands a legend. <laughs> Can we please? She being me. Luna got mm-hmm. all the tea. She know all the secrets. Harry inhaled half his meat. The horrors, man. The dangers. And then my favorite meat. thing is that she says this in front of Slughorn, Trelawney, and Snape. Because she's she like, she's no, not she at knows. all. But I just can't imagine like the the different like facial expressions of like her saying some shit like that and everybody being like what did she just say let no, like don't, huh don't, just let it go let it go it's great it had been worth bringing luna just for this um so then harry saw something that raised his spirits even higher draco malfoy was being dragged by the ear toward them by argus filch Professor Slughorn, I discovered this boy lurking upstairs in an upstairs corridor. He claims to have been invited to your party and to have delay- been delayed in setting out. Did you issue him with an invitation? All right, I wasn't invited, said Malfoy. I was trying to gate crash. Happy? No, I'm not, said Filch. You're in trouble, you are. Um, didn't the headmaster say nighttime prowling's out unless you've got permission? That's all right, Argus. It's all right, said Slughorn. It's Christmas, and it's not a crime to want to come to a party. Just this once, we'll forgive it. We'll forget any punishment. You may stay, Draco. Harry wonders if Malfoy looks just looks unhappy at the situation, um, and why did Snape looking at Malfoy? Why was Snape looking at Malfoy as though both angry and a little afraid? Malfoy composed his face into a smile and was thanking Slughorn. It's nothing, nothing," said Slughorn. "I did know your grandfather after all. Like Slughorn is so gross." So super gross, gross. but also it took me so long to figure out that Draco was not trying to get into this party. Really? Yeah. 
I was like, ha ha, you got caught <laughs> trying to be snick, blah, 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 blah. Nah. And then I think it was like maybe the third or fourth time I was like, he wasn't trying to get into mm-hmm. that party. He had things he had, to do. He had things to complete. <laughs> he had his task that Voldemort gave him to complete. Voldemort's mm-hmm. a problem. Um, he always spoke very highly of you, sir. Said Malfoy said you were the best potion maker he'd ever known. Um, Harry stared at Malfoy and saw that he did, after all, look a little ill. This was the first time he'd seen Malfoy up close for ages and saw that he had dark shadows under his eyes and a distinctly grayish tinge to his skin. I'd like a word with you, Draco, said Snape suddenly. Oh, now, Severus, it's Christmas. Don't be too hard. I'm his head of house and I shall decide how hard or otherwise to be, said Snape. Follow me, Draco. And they left. Harry stood there a moment and then said, I'll be back a bit in a bit, Loda, uh, bathroom. Because Harry does not know how to mind his goddamn business. Ever. Never, he's never been mm-hmm. able to do that. I don't know why we are expecting in book six for him to certainly get all these powers he didn't have before. True. Minding his own business is a power that he mm-hmm. never possessed. So Luna is cool with that and continues the subject of the rot fan conspiracy with, with Professor Trelawney, who seems sincerely interested. Can we stay, can the omniscient narrator stay on Luna and not follow Harry into this dumbness? Because I want to know about the rot fan conspiracy, even though it's probably not Me accurate. Too, like, I just want to know what it's about. I think it's totally okay. accurate. We can ask Kingsley later. To pull his, so Harry pulled his invisibility cloak out of his pocket. We still don't really know what, how that works in terms of how big this invisibility cloak is and how it fits in pockets, but. Unextendable. Apparently it can do that. I don't. Or it can shrink itself. Something. Um, He threw it over himself uh, and then ran down the corridor searching for Snape and Malfoy. With a great jolt of excitement, he crouched down to a keyhole of the last classroom in the corridor and heard voices. Cannot afford mistakes, Draco, because if you were expelled, I didn't have anything to do with it, all right? Um, already you were suspected... Oh, sorry. I hope you're telling the truth because it was both clumsy and foolish. Already you were suspected with having of having a hand in it. Who suspects me? Said Malfoy angrily. For the last time, I didn't do it, okay? That bell girl must have, a, must have had an enemy no one knows about. Don't look at me like that. I know what you're doing. I'm not stupid, but it won't... I'm not stupid, but it won't work. I can stop you. There was a pause, and then Snape said quietly, Ah, Aunt Bellatrix has been teaching you occlumency, I see. What thoughts are you trying to conceal from your master, Draco? Which, shout out to Draco learning occlumency quicker than Harry did. Right. But I guess also his aunt is not necessarily antagonistic to him. Also, who the master? No, Voldemort. I know, I know, I know, but also the way that he says it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not trying to conceal anything from him. I just don't want you butting in. Harry pressed his ear closer to the keyhole. What had happened to make Malfoy speak to Snape like this? Toward whom he had always shown respect, even liking. So what that, so that is why you've been avoiding me this term. You have, you have feared my interfere, my interference. Sorry. Um, you realize that had anybody else failed to come to my office when I told them repeatedly to be there, Draco. So put me in attention, report me to Dumbledore, Joe Malfoy. Snape says, you know, perfectly well, I do not wish to do either of those things. You better stop telling me to come to your office then. Listen to me, said Snape. I am trying to help you. I swore to your mother I would protect you. I made the unbreakable vow, Draco. Looks like you'll have to break it then, because I don't need your protection. It's my job. He gave it to me, and I'm doing it. I've got a plan, and it's going to work. It's just taking a bit longer than I thought it would. What is your plan? It's none of your business. If you tell me what you're trying to do, I can assist you. I've got all the assistance I need, thanks. I'm not alone. 
You were certainly alone tonight, which was foolish in the foolish in the extreme. I would have had Crab and Goyle with me if you hadn't put them in detention. So like Malfoy is being super proud and mm-hmm. he doesn't want He's very clearly afraid, but like doesn't want to admit that he's afraid. And Snape is trying to help him. And he's also paranoid as well. Right? Because he's like, he thinks Snape wants all the glory. He thinks that like Snape is going to double cross him. Um, You know, his aunt, Bellatrix has probably been talking shit about Snape this whole time. Um, Yep. So I'm sure he's just like, nah, fam, I can do this myself. And 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 I think Narcissa is rightly terrified and showing it that like, the Dark Lord doesn't want you to mm-hmm. succeed. You know, so he's trying to prove that he can do it just the same way that, like, his dad was always trying to prove mm-hmm. he could do it and terrified because if he doesn't do it and it's a very big task, he's exactly. going to die. And his dad will never mm-hmm. be released. Because mm-hmm. um, you know he could be released because Bellatrix was just chilling. Exactly. Pregnant or mm-hmm. whatever. Yikes. If your friends Crab and Goyle intend to pass their defense against the Dark Arts OWL, this time around, they'll need to work a little bit harder. What does it matter, said Malfoy? It's all a joke, isn't it? Like, any of us need protecting against the Dark Arts. Which is kind of false, because, like, even if you are on the side of the Dark Arts, like, you should probably know how to prevent that shit from happening to you. Just generally, you know? Yeah, just just learn how to defend yourself. Just a good shield charm. (laughs) Works wonders. Right. It is an act that is crucial to success, Draco. Where do you think I would have been all these years if I had not known how to act? You are being incautious, wandering around at night, getting yourself caught. If you if you are placing your reliance on in assistance like Crab and Goyle, they're not the only ones. I've got other people on my side, better people. Then why not confide in me? I know what you're up to. You want to steal my glory. Which is like... So Snape says, you are speaking Boy. like a child. Which he is. Like, Draco is, is yep. upset. He thinks that he's an adult now, or he feels like at least that he has to act that way. Um, but he's still he got that yeah, mark. But he's still a kid. Um, and so in his like lashing out, he's acting like that. I under- I quite understand that your father's capture and imprisonment has upset you, but um, and Malfoy basically storms away because he's like, I'm not about to talk about this with you because again, he's also in pain and worried about his dad. So it's a lot of different things going on with Draco right now, and. He's. It seems, at least from like what we kind of can glean from here, that he clearly seems lost. Obviously, Harry is just listening, and he's like, "I was right. Draco's a Death Eater, and maybe Snape too." But like, Draco is actually going through some like serious shit. Draco's acting like a child and is upset and is going through some things, and he's pressed. Okay. Um. So Harry. Uh. So Malfoy. Uh. Storms out. Snape leaves. Um, and Harry remained on the floor, hidden behind the coat or beneath the cloak, his mind racing. Basically, all he's right. thinking is, I was right. He's back. I got all this information because I love eavesdropping. It is my favorite pastime. But you know what? Harry's been doing that his whole life. So. And it has worked right. for him, so. It's worked for him for quite some time. Cool. Who is your MVP? Luna Lovegood. Um, sure. I I wanted to like kind of split it between her and Hermione. Um, can I do that, please? Because it's both. Yeah. Them. So Luna 
because she just is so open, like emotionally and um is just and it's it she it she walks this fine line between like being naive and just being like open hearted and she is exactly the person that Harry needed to ask to come to this party. She made him feel comfortable. She gave him some laughs, even if they were unintentional. There's nothing wrong with an unintentional laugh every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And um, and she's just exactly what he needs as a, as a friend um, when his two best friends are stressing him out. There are people like Romil Devane trying to poison him. And she's just like, yeah, Sam, let's do it. Let's go. Let's party. As friends. As friends. I've never been asked out as a friend before. I'm, I got hoes in different area codes, but I don't have very many platonic friend dates. Um, and then Hermione, because she takes her pain and her mistreatment, and she forms it into a beautiful sculpture held up by petty and shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just a thing that I... I I look at in admiration and mm-hmm. awe. She knew exactly what to say, exactly when to say it, and didn't, you know, she had a plan, she followed it through, and it yielded results, and she walked away like, all right, good talk, see you later, got to go get ready for my date with McCormick. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. She said, boy, bye. Boy, bye. I made her my name my MVP because I stand. I always have. I always will. And, girl, way to take some lemons and do your best to make some lemonade. It may have been a little sour, but she did her best. She did her best. And, yeah. All right. Shout out to her. (laughs) Delia makes Luna Lovegood her MVP for having the highest emotional intelligence in their year and also for being proud in her truth, which I would like to hear more about. I just feel like if the Ors are banding together to take down the Minister of Magic, that's some deep state stuff that I'm actually interested in. Um, mm-hmm. Amani also makes Luna motherfucking love good for the tea the Wizarding World doesn't want you to know. Benched. I benched Ron because I need him to not use Lavender to get back at Hermione. I need him to not still be upset about some shit that happened two years ago. I need him to not be so very obviously worried about Hermione, um, just generally. And I need him to just acknowledge his feelings and get over himself. Basically. Basically. I benched Ron as well. I think everything that you just said, and I also want to add... You cannot be controlling of someone and someone's feelings if you're not in control of your own. Well, you should not be controlling mm-hmm. of anyone and their feelings, but you definitely cannot try to control someone and someone else's feelings if you're, def- if you're not in control of your own. So um, I think that a lot of the things that he did were really trash, but also the thing that made it so he... He grabbed the throne of the bench, if the bench was a throne, um, was that he also wanted to, he didn't want to listen when Harry was like, 
you need to apologize. But then he also wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that her, uh, Hermione stayed miserable and hung up on their relationship and felt victimized again when she was like, all right, fine. You got a girlfriend. I can move on. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just going to go out with Scorbeck. Yeah. I got options. How about that? Plenty of them. So you found out somebody wants to snog me. Hmm. I'm a free agent. Hmm. Hmm. How about that? Um, yeah. So Delia benches Ron for being a punk. Very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, five quick words of why he's benched. And Amani benches Ron for being Ron. That's, you know, cut and dry. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us and listening to this chapter. We will return next week with chapter 16. Are we halfway through next week? Next week is our halfway point. Yep. Well, this is our halfway this point. This is our halfway we just point. finished chapter 15. This is our halfway point. Yes. Next week at the beginning of the episode, I'll do a, um, An a recap. Of, yes. Yeah. So yeah. if you have benches and MVPs, um, get them in this week so that Biota can update us with the most accurate information of who is on the path to winning and losing the book. Yep. Um, next week, we will discuss chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, A Very Frosty Christmas. Um, follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is bitch for the chapter. Join the conversation at Black, Black and Nerds on Twitter. Hashtag Wizard Team. Check out all our stuff at BlackGirlsCreate.org. And we will talk to y'all next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.